Hello, fellow ghosts, demons, and cryptids. If you are listening to this, you, like me, have become curious of the ever-shifting veil between reality and imagination. You have gazed into the void and felt a mixture of fear and curiosity, and you would like to experience it more in the manner of various tales of uncertainty and peril that can unravel the fabric of one's mind in hopes that you may temporarily slip into the madness of the unknown. Either that or you are lost. Regardless, I hope you will allow me to tell you a little story. Before we begin our tale, allow me a moment to tell you how you can cheat the game of time and experience each story a week in advance, as well as other expected stories that will be sent through the ether for as little as a dollar a month on Patreon. You will also be supporting future projects, such as a YouTube channel in which you may product my innermost thoughts and decipher how the machinations of a mad person sees the world and the media we consume, as well as things a little more... lighthearted. There will also be another podcast in the future, a sort of love letter to old radio tales in the form of a murder mystery called The Tarot Killer. This project will be a long while yet, but will arrive sooner the more people that support Patreon. Higher tiers also give bonuses to this pending podcast, such as characters named by you, and even possibly a cameo, as well as free merchandise, as well as it's made, and free art drawn by yours truly. If monthly subscriptions aren't your cup of tea, but you still wish to support these tales, continue to listen, share with other beings that surround you, and consider buying the books in which these tales have found their home. All these are in the description here and with each episode. Girl on the Bus Kurt had always been a bus driver. Ever since he was a young man, he has driven the same route from downtown to the hill near the town's oldest high school and back. He was the driver of Route 32. He knew all of the kids that went to the high school. He knew the families that lived on the roads he passed. A frail man in his fifties now, there were some frequent passengers that felt like family. All of this was especially why he was so upset for being switched to Route 26. It went from downtown to the valley and back. Being the longest route for the buses, Kurt's usual route was given to a newer employee after the driver to Route 26 passed away. Kurt never liked the driver of that road. He was brash and short-tempered. His passing was something of a story to the bus crew, however. He was found alone at home with pictures of his late wife and daughter and an autopsy was being done. The deceased driver seemed to have nothing wrong with his health. Some speculated a heart attack, others speculated poison or overdose. Kurt didn't care much for the cause, only the effect. Because of him, Kurt had to leave his route and learn a new, longer one. Kurt was always uneasy with change, so he had little hopes for his new route. It even passed the deceased driver's old home, an unpleasant reminder of why he was set in this position. The weather was thankfully clear the first day of Kurt's new drive on the bus route 26. The second day, however, was pouring so hard that Kurt was often delayed by reckless drivers speeding around him with limited vision. Not as many people got on the bus on that day, so this was the first time he noticed the little girl sitting farthest back. She couldn't have been older than 12, but she was sitting quietly on the city bus by herself. 
Kurt was curious at first, but he had to focus his attention on the unfamiliar road and so tried to pay the passengers little mind. He drove all the way up to the valley, but still the girl had not left the bus. Kurt didn't think much of it, as she seemed to be reading a book, and maybe her stop was some time on the way back, and just needed to get out of the rain to read. But as he drove all the way back to downtown, the little girl still had not left her spot. Nobody paid her mind. No one even looked her way. Kurt kept trying to ignore his curiosity. It wasn't his business what the little girl was doing or where she was going. It wasn't until the very last round of driving late that night that the young girl walked out of the bus and at the last stop downtown. The whole situation was strange to Kurt. He had loiterers before, but never any so young as the little girl. She was so pale and so silent, and no one paid her any mind. It was almost as though she were a ghost. Ghosts, however, weren't real. There had to be a reason. Perhaps she was abused at home and was trying to stay away. She could be homeless, but child services would have found her by now, Kurt thought. As he lay at home in his bed, he decided to gather the courage to speak to the little girl. He wasn't too sure why this passenger in particular caught his attention. He supposed because she seemed a little familiar. Still, he couldn't quite place it in his mind how he knew her. He wasn't surprised to see her the next day. She entered the bus from the stop by the old driver's house, then sat in the back with a book in hand. He went about his route all the way down to the valley, and then he took his road back downtown. Once he got to the downtown station, he is allowed 15 minutes of break to eat or relax while the bus gets filled with gas at the station. At this time, the girl was the only one on the bus. No one bothered to remove her. After Kurt finished his sandwich, gathering up the courage to confront her, he stood up from his seat and walked over to the girl. Excuse me, miss. The girl made no response. Miss? Kurt asked again. The girl still didn't move. Kurt was beginning to lose his patience. Also, though he would never admit it, he was feeling afraid of the girl. Miss, can you hear me? What? The girl looked up from her book. Her eyes were a sad blue, almost forlorn. Kurt felt sudden empathy, despite being unaware of the girl's situation. Before we reach the valley, you'll have to get off the next time we pass your stop. You can't ride the bus the whole day. The young woman's eyes widened. But I have nowhere else to go, her voice breaking at the reply. Kurt made a sharp inhale. You have family you can go home to, don't you? The young girl didn't respond. What's your name? he asked. The girl still did not respond, though she seemed in thought. My name? she repeated. Yes, you know your name, right? The girl kept mouthing the words, my name, her face scrunched and distressed. Kurt could almost see through this girl. He was having a hallucination. He was losing it. His skin crawled as he watched this transparent young woman try desperately to remember her name. Kurt's hand moved forward to touch her. He wanted to know if she was there. Would his hand go through her? Would she disappear? Don't touch me, the girl screamed. Kurt's hand reeled back as he looked at her, unaware that such a desperate shriek could come from such a small young woman. The two looked at each other in silence. Kurt letting his irritation and fear get in the way of a clear head. If he ignored her, maybe, then would she go away? All right, he decided. He turned away hesitantly. 
Would she attack him? He sat at his seat and started the bus. She wasn't being violent. She wasn't even looking at him. He felt better after his first passengers got on. At least there were actual people on the bus now. After his first stop, he drove to the path that ran beside the river which flowed through downtown. He looked down the cliff to the water for a brief moment. Then his eye caught the rearview mirror, and with it the girl, ghost or hallucination, also looking out to the river. That night, she exited the bus again at the last stop downtown. He had a thought to follow her, but not only was following a ghost in the middle of the night absolutely not a good idea, but downtown was dangerous at this time. He got into his car to go home, but after watching the news and having dinner, he had a rough night of sleep. Who could he tell about this? Would anyone believe him? He tried to ask the other two drivers who take his route on the mornings and his days off if they remember a little girl who read at the back of the bus, and they both mentioned that the last few seats were always empty, even when the bus was otherwise crowded. She came to the bus every single day. She always sat at the same place, and nobody bothered her. She read until the very last stop downtown, where she would fade into the night towards the river glimmering in the distance. Kurt had wanted to ask her questions, but ever since her outburst, he never felt compelled enough to talk to her to actually do it. Kurt spent nearly seven months on that road, and not a day went by that he didn't see the young woman. He knew that she looked familiar, and tried to look around on his laptop and phone for pictures of people he knew, but he only had pictures of family, friends, and co-workers. He once made a mistake of casually bringing up the girl on the bus, who looked like someone he knew, to his son, but Kurt felt like he made his son too suspicious, having no real reason or information besides how the girl looks, so he dropped the subject. Midsummer, Kurt noticed another young woman get on the bus and walk to the end. This woman was older than the girl in the back, but she sat next to the girl. Whether subconsciously avoiding the spirit, or because they felt the same eerie skin-crawling sensation Kurt did, no one before then ever sat at the back of the bus. The young woman's short black hair would often hide her face, but he saw her turn her head towards the little girl often. With every stop, Kurt watched this woman speak to the ghost. He waited to see when the girl would meet her stop. He noticed how the ghost girl never put her book down. The woman stood up to leave at the downtown stop. Kurt gripped her wrist and let go to get her attention. Miss, will you wait one moment? I have a question to ask you. The woman's violet eyes widened once she was confronted, but once she recognized she was in no trouble, or perhaps danger, she relaxed. Sure, what do you want to ask me? Kurt waited until everyone else had exited the bus. Uh... He muttered. He closed the door. The woman's jaw tightened. Miss, Kurt began. By chance, do you see the girl sitting at the back of the bus? The woman looked behind her, relaxed, and turned back with a smile and a nod. You can see her too. Yes, Kurt's voice raised. Yes, I do. Who is she? What's her name? Why is she here? Oh, well, the woman's eyes trailed to the side. Well, her name is Jill. Jill, Kurt rested in his seat. Where had he heard that name? She doesn't seem to be able to remember much. It took a long time to remember her name. Her name is Jill. She said she was leaving. That's all I got. Leaving, Kurt parroted. Is she really a ghost? 
Have I gone crazy? I must have. I'm asking a young woman about a ghost as though you would have all the answers. It occurred to him how strange this situation was. Well, I can see her too, so you're probably just relieved that you're not the only one. That happens to me a lot. You're saying that you see a lot of them? Yeah, the woman replied. I see them all the time. Others see them sometimes, though. I believe if they're meant to help the spirit. Help her? Kurt furrowed his brow. I just want this to be over. He wanted his old root still, more than anything. She does too, I bet. The woman looked back at the girl reading the book. Kurt moved his head to the side, his eyes set on this strange woman. Who are you, miss? Hmm? The woman turned to look at Kurt. Oh, I'm Geraldine. What's your name? Kurt, he replied skeptically. You know about these ghosts, you say. What am I supposed to do about her? Well, Geraldine shrugged. You might need to help her move on. How? Why me? Geraldine shrugged again. It's different, depending on what happened to her. Kurt, sir, how come that after you realized Jill was a ghost, you didn't demand a different bus route or change jobs altogether? Most people would have run screaming. What? Kurt thought it was a stupid question at first, but while he thought about what most others would have done, he realized the idea of leaving the route because of the ghost didn't once occur to him. Anyway, Geraldine sighed. I have to go meet up with a friend. Good luck, Kurt. Kurt realized that Geraldine was waiting for him to let her out. He opened the door. But what am I supposed to do? Beats me, Geraldine replied. That night, when the last stop was made, the little girl got up and left the bus again and faded into the dark city. Kurt went home, watched the news, and went to bed. He was unable to sleep. He looked at his ceiling with bloodshot eyes. Questions and confused thoughts rattled in his brain. He tried to remember where he heard the name Jill. He knew he met the little girl before. He thought again about why. Why didn't he run away? He had no doubt that he was afraid of the ghost. However, after a while of thinking, he realized that while he was afraid of the ghost, he was sorry for the girl. Something had happened to her. She was alone in a bus. He thought of what the girl said to him, and he thought of what Geraldine said to him. The girl was running away. That much was clear. He met her before when she was alive, which was also clear. The nagging feeling of recognition, which he would usually ignore, mixed with the knowledge of some terrible occurrence which led this girl to haunt this bus route, led Kurt with a feeling of curiosity mixed with dread. Could he have done something? Why else would he be the only one to see her? Kurt spent his morning going through his photos again. He thought of all the people he could remember from his old route. He thought about people he may have spoken to. After a few moments of looking through, he came across a bundle of pictures from a business party. His heart skipped a beat. Something clicked in his mind. With a weak, shaky grip, he pulled the photos out. A few years ago, the bus service had a party at the station to celebrate the company's hundred years. Kurt was the only one who didn't bring family members along. They had the party at the downtown station. Jill always arrived on the bus at the stop near the house of the driver that passed away. The driver had a wife at one point before she left, and he also had a daughter at one point that went missing. Jillian Gulliver, daughter to Daniel Gulliver. She had long blonde hair and sad, almost frightened eyes. Kurt dropped the photos to the ground. 
some falling into the picture box while others spilled into the side of it. A picture of Kurt chatting with some friends remained in his mind where there sat a sad little girl sitting alone by the snack table. Kurt covered his mouth. There was no doubt about it. Kurt was distracted throughout the whole day at work. He drove the route mechanically, unable to face the little girl sitting alone in the back. He couldn't eat during his breaks. Near the end of the day, Kurt looked back to the girl who sat alone reading her book. His throat was dry, his body weak with fatigue and hunger. Jillian Gulliver, he whispered, but got no response. He didn't speak loud enough. Jillian Gulliver, Kurt repeated. The little girl looked up at him. Jill and Kurt kept their gaze on each other for what felt like an eternity. An empty aisle was all that kept them apart. The more Kurt looked at her, the hollower the eyes seemed to become. Kurt was transfixed in horror and unease as he watched her image fade from a young child to a rotting corpse. Her eyes faded in and out of view, leaving the sockets behind. Her skin bloated and rotted away, her mouth open to rotting teeth and black bile seeping from out of her throat. Kurt looked away, sick to his stomach. When he looked back, Jillian was reading her book like normal. The final stop arrived that night. Jillian stood from her seat and glided out of the bus. Kurt turned the ignition off. She made no sign of noticing him following her. Downtown was dangerous at night, but Kurt's curiosity and guilt was like a poison which promised to consume him if he didn't answer her silent cries. Jillian walked past homeless men and shady alleyway lurkers. Kurt made no eye contact and prayed he would not become another ghost to go down this path. Kurt followed the girl to the bridge over the large river. Jillian stopped. She turned her head towards the edge of the bridge. Kurt saw her tear-stained face. Jillian leaned over. She leaned more. Her cries were drowned by the rapids below. The book fell from her hand. She was about to fall. Wait! Kurt called to her. He couldn't even hear himself say it. He made no motion to stop her or to catch her. There was no reason to. It had already been done. Her body disappeared in the roaring river. Kurt went to where she had been standing moments before. Years before. His eyes scanned the black water for any sign of her. He went to the other side of the bridge to look downriver. He went down the cold steel stairs to the bank and walked along it, ignoring the confetti of trash underneath the bridge. Did anyone see her? Did anyone care? It was too dark to see any further. The street lamps didn't go this far. Kurt pulled out his cell phone to use what little light it could emit to push on. Several times he became afraid and thought about turning back, but the image of the little girl and a sharp stab of regret pressed him further until... There was a news report the following day. Local bus driver finds the body of Jillian Gulliver, a 12-year-old that went missing three years ago. Kurt sat at home late that night watching the news. An old, water-damaged copy of short stories lay on his coffee table. Kurt turned off the television and went to bed early that night. When he was given the option to go back to his old route weeks later, he politely declined. After so many months, he had gotten used to his longer route. Still, it was a little strange to see people sitting in the back seat. He would have to get used to that.